Welcome to Idlewild Cottage, a quiet place where kindred spirits can linger together over a cup of tea, savoring all things lovely and cozy. My name is Juliana, and I'm delighted to have you. Each episode here at the cottage will center around a theme. That theme will be celebrated in a number of ways, through literature, art, nature, and even some favorite movie scenes, we'll cherish the sweet and simple things of life. So make yourself at home, and I'll put the kettle on. What a delight it is to have you join me today, dear friends. This marks our 10th episode here at Idlewild Cottage, which feels like a special milestone. I love how the timing pairs with this season of Thanksgiving for I am indeed grateful for each one of you listeners. Your encouraging feedback and enthusiasm are a blessing to me. Today's episode will focus on all things lovely and cozy associated with Thanksgiving. It also marks the end of the season of autumn content here at Idlewild Cottage. Following this episode, I'll be taking a bit of a break and then we'll jump back in with extra cozy content for the winter season. In the meantime, you can catch up on past episodes or find me on Instagram where I'll continue to share. So now let's turn our attention to the joy, gratitude, and abundance that characterize this season. I think Thanksgiving just might be my favorite holiday. Our family has built up a store of traditions over the years, so I'll be sharing some of those throughout our time together. Of course, I'll also share excerpts from favorite sources that in some way celebrate this holiday. As we began our very first episode with a scene penned by Louisa May Alcott, it seems fitting to do the same today. Alcott has a way of delighting our senses with time, place, and atmosphere especially apparent in the opening paragraphs of An Old-Fashioned Thanksgiving. This cozy short story is set in the 1820s and was published in the 1880s. Sixty years ago, up among the New Hampshire hills, lived Farmer Bassett with a house full of sturdy sons and daughters growing up about him. They were poor in money, but rich in land and love for the wide acres of wood and pasture land, fed, warmed, and clothed the flock, while mutual patience, affection, and courage made the old farmhouse a very happy home. November had come. The crops were in, and barn, buttery, and bin were overflowing with the harvest that rewarded the summer's hard work. The big kitchen was a jolly place just now, for in the great fireplace roared a cheerful fire. On the walls hung garlands of dried apples, onions, and corn. Up aloft from the beams shone crook-necked squashes, juicy hams, and dried venison. Savory smells were in the air. On the crane hung steaming kettles, and down among the red embers, copper saucepans simmered, all suggestive of some approaching feast. Two small boys sat on the wooden settle, shelling corn for popping and picking out the biggest nuts from the goodly store their own hands had gathered in October. Four young girls stood at the long dresser, busily chopping meat, pounding spices, and slicing apples, and the tongues of Tilly, Prue, Roxy, and Rody went as fast as their hands. 
Farmer Bassett and Eve, the oldest boy, were chorin' round outside, for Thanksgiving was at hand, and all must be in order for that time-honored day. If you'd like to linger a bit longer with the Bassett family to see what comes of their Thanksgiving Day, you can find this story over at Project Gutenberg. It's also beautifully narrated on the Classic Tales podcast by B.J. Harrison. I love how Alcott's scene includes some of the fall delights we've enjoyed together at Idlewild Cottage, like freshly harvested apples, hot popcorn, gathered nuts, and a cozy fireside. No doubt Alcott's writing was influenced by a well-known poem written when she was a girl. Lydia Maria Child composed The New England Boys' Song About Thanksgiving Day in 1844. Today, we recognize this poem more readily by its opening line. Over the river and through the wood, to Grandfather's house we go. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh through the white and drifted snow. Over the river and through the wood, oh, how the wind does blow. It stings the toes and bites the nose as over the ground we go. Over the river and through the wood and straight through the barnyard gate. We seem to go extremely slow. It is so hard to wait. Over the river and through the wood, now grandmother's cap I spy. Hurrah for the fun. Is the pudding done? Hurrah for the pumpkin pie. This poem grew to be a special one in our family over the years. When my kids were young, we started a tradition that continues to this day. Following Thanksgiving dinner, which is usually hosted by my parents, we all, aunts, uncles, cousins, and grandparents, waddle from the dining room into the adjoining area, which has been transformed into a theater. A white curtain is suspended before a bright light. All other lights are dimmed. We gather and hush, for the story is about to begin. The familiar words fill the room. Over the river and through the woods. And shadow puppets take shape behind the white curtain, acting out each stanza, often with hilarious mishaps. On my favorite holiday, our annual shadow puppet show is without a doubt my favorite tradition. For the first few years, this same poem and show was repeated, and the older kids and I would work the puppets. But as they grew older and we realized it was rapidly becoming an official tradition, we decided to change things up a bit and offer some variety. Sometimes we acted out poems. Other times we chose excerpts from stories like Little House in the Big Woods and Kipling's Just So Stories. And the puppets, which are cardstock silhouette cutouts operated with bamboo skewers, became more elaborate. It was a grand day when we added brad fasteners to create hinges and delightful, though rather unrealistic, puppet movement. This year, we plan to revisit a Laura Ingalls Wilder story performing Dance at Grandpa's. My nieces and daughters typically help spearhead the efforts, and we are all in this year. Another one of our traditions is the instrument song. If you've seen You've Got Mail, you just might know this one. Kathleen Kelly and her co-workers are gathered around the piano for their Thanksgiving celebration. 
Birdie is ready at the piano bench, and each one has rehearsed their specific part, though they are uncertain of Frank's ability to successfully execute his lines. The horn, the horn, it sounds so forlorn, is never quite on key. When our family first watched this movie, it was such a delight to hear this song. It was already one we had sung together, though it was not yet a part of our Thanksgiving day. For the past several years, though, it's been official. Well, gathered around the table, we all take our parts, adding each instrument on one by one. First the clarinet, then violin, horn, bass, and trumpet. They all carry their notes with confidence, if not perfection. We do happen to have a recording of our warbling efforts from last year, so I'll tag that on to the end of this episode. Music as a part of Thanksgiving celebrations has an old-fashioned flavor to it, one which very much appeals to my vintage-loving soul. We see this played out in a novel by Kate Douglas Wiggin. Wiggin was an American author and educator who lived from 1856 to 1923. She was especially committed to the development of kindergarten methods and teachers. Wigan is probably most recognized, though, as the author of Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. Today, I'll share from her 1911 book called Mother Carries Chickens. This book is in the public domain, so if you'd like to spend more time with the Carey family, that's C-A-R-E-Y, You can find this title also at Project Gutenberg. Incidentally, the movie Summer Magic, a Haley Mills gem, is very, very loosely based on this story. And now for some excerpts from this sweet book. Thanksgiving Day approached, and everybody was praying for a flurry of snow, just enough to give a zest to turkey and cranberry sauce. It occurred to Mother Carrie that this typical New England feast day would be just the proper time for the housewarming, so the guests were all bidden to come at 7 o'clock in the evening. We later pick up the story on Thanksgiving Day. The housewarming was at its height, and everybody agreed once in every 10 minutes that it was probably the most beautiful party that had ever happened in the history of the world. It was as cheery, festive, neighborly, and friendly a supper as ever took place in the dining room of the Yellow House. When it was over, all made their way into the rosy parlor. Soon, a fire sparkled and snapped on the hearth, and there were songs and poems and choruses. Last of all, the entire company gathered round the old-fashioned piano for a parting hymn. Let's gather in the parlor once more for our own parting hymn in the form of a psalm. This happens to be another Thanksgiving tradition that has taken shape over the years. My mom selects a psalm or portion of scripture that focuses on gratitude or thanksgiving. Each word of the passage is written on separate pieces of paper, rolled up, tied with a bow, and placed next to each place setting at the dinner table. Of course, the words have been scrambled, so our challenge is to decode the passage. When we finally unscramble the words successfully, it's a joy to hear family voices repeating together 
words of thanksgiving and praise. A number of you have shared that the closing psalm here at Idlewild Cottage is a meaningful moment each week, and I've especially been looking forward to this episode since gratitude is a much-celebrated theme in the psalms. So let's cozy up and imagine ourselves gathered round the piano as these words fill the atmosphere, mingling with the fragrant memory of turkey, stuffing, and cranberry sauce. From Psalm 92 It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. Kindred spirits, as we enter this season of thanksgiving, would we experience the deepest gratitude, that which inspires us to sing for joy over the works of the Lord. Thank you for joining me today, dear ones. Please come again soon to Idlewild Cottage. Are we ready? Bye.